Every thought that has ever every thought that has ever been thought. Every thought that has ever been every thought that has ever been thought. Hi, I'm Matt Merrill Lowry, writer and editor of Thoughtscape Comics, and you're listening to the Thoughtscape Creators Interview Series, part of the Thoughtscape Comics Kickstarter taking place in January of 2023. If you are listening to this in January of 2023, please visit thoughtscape2023.com and consider backing the campaign. We have three issues worth of our acclaimed sci-fi anthology comic and much, much more available as rewards, including one-of-a-kind commissions, promotional posters, and other comics and books from Thoughtscape Comics contributors. Again, that's thoughtscape2023.com, and be sure to scroll the entire page so you can see what all is available. We need your help to get this series up and running in a regular fashion, and we really appreciate you taking the time to check out the campaign and listen to these talks. So let's jump into the first of these interviews, my chat with artist Tyrell Cannon. Tyrell and I have collaborated on two Thoughtscape stories so far, issue number one's A Spy Without a Face and issue two's Drones. And I say so far because working with Tyrell is a blast and I always have at least one script, if not more, cooking with him in mind in case the stars and budgets align in the future and we can collaborate again. Yeah, so first, uh, Tyrell, I was wondering what got you into comics, I guess first as a reader or a fan. Oh, man. Well, uh, I've been reading comics since I was a little kid. I, I think I initially probably started with Sunday comic strips. Um, got got really into things like Calvin and Hobbes and some of the stuff that had a little more variation from strip to strip, I think I enjoyed. And then soon after that, um, my dad grew up reading comics. And so he started getting us some comics and, and got me. I was always drawing since I was a kid. They got me that how to draw comics, the Marvel way book, and then started taking me to the comic book store, uh, probably when I was in like third, fourth grade, maybe. Uh, and I was hooked right away. Like I, I was buying the Jim Lee X-Men stuff, the Rob Liefeld X-Force. Um, you know, I was just like in love with all that. And then image comics hit around the time I was like 12, which is perfect for me. Um, and I just kind of kept reading them off and on ever since then and would make my own little comics since way back then too. Um, there's been a few moments in time where I wasn't making comics, you know, but it's like a thing I always came back to at every phase of my life. So kind of a forever comics person. Likewise, it came in maybe a little bit before that, but, um, yeah, those were, those were good times mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Hit, hitting the local, what shop was, what was your shop back then? There was a shop. So I grew up, uh, initially I was in, um, a place called Dundee, Illinois, which is outside of Chicago. And there was a little shop right down the street from us on uh, Higgins Road uh, in in like a a strip mall by the grocery store. And I honestly don't even know what the name of it was. I think it just said comics on the awning. And it was run by this older woman who was always smoking cigarettes. Um, But she was great. And, And it was a great little shop. And so the whole time we lived in Illinois, that's where I went. And then when we moved to Colorado, when I was in like junior high, high school, there, the closest comic book shop was over an hour away. And so it was uh, more challenging to get books. Uh, but uh, when we would drive up, uh, we went to a shop. And again, I'm spacing on the name of this shop, too. I feel like it was called Hidden something like that. Hidden something. It was another strip mall shop run by an older woman who started it because her son was in the comics and there's no comic book stores around there. And she would order whatever I wanted and, and hold on to books for me. So that worked out really well. And then when I got to Chicago, I, I went to the normal Chicago spots, which I still go to Chicago comics, uh, graham crackers, challengers is my, my store of choice now. 
um, Quimby's, those kind of places. Yeah. Nice. Um, so you said you were always making comics too. What, uh, what was the first stuff you were doing with that? <laughs> uh, when I was, a, uh, in, in elementary school, um, I would make up my own comic characters. I think one was called Captain Crystal, I believe. And, uh, and then there was a, a time in, in my classes where one of the teachers would let us have extra credit for doing comics. And so I did this like super team called the executioners. It was like with an X and then the executioners. And they were like, basically like cyborg X-Men kind of. Um, and then we would also do some uh, comics based on movies and games with my friends. You know, like, you know, uh, like streets of rage. I did a little streets of rage fan comic and I did like a predator thing um, things like that, you know, silly things. And then as I got older, I think, uh, around the time I was in high school is when I started doing a few things more, more serious. I don't know if I'd even call them straight up comics, but illustrations that were more narrative based. And in college, I started doing comics and and self-publishing them and putting them out in the local shops. Um, and I, I've kind of always had something in, in the works ever since then, you know, whether it be mini comics or longer, longer things. That was actually something I was like going through. I don't know. I've been obviously following your work closely for a while now, but like just going back through everything you've done, even just the last couple of years, like the sort of the breadth of stuff and the variety is uh, like just with what you have on the store or in your store is super cool. And like, I don't know, it feels like you're carving out like a cool, really comics-y niche for yourself. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying. I, I I like to do various types of, of work. You know, I get I think I get kind of bored if I do the same thing over and over and over again. And there's just so much that can be done that I always want to try something different. And like the mini comics are a great place to explore some of those ideas or the Inktober's or a lot of times with my commissions, I'll explore kind of technical aspects. Um, and then on the longer form pieces, I try to really uh, push myself with with storytelling or or world building and, and those kind of things but i'm glad that people notice the difference I, I think it makes me harder to market sometimes but i i i wouldn't want it any other way you know i i want i don't want to have i don't want to be the guy who just does that one thing you know that that's boring to me totally i mean i i just keep thinking when this kind of stuff comes up it's just like this is way too, and I'm not, I mean, I'm doing what I'm doing, which is like, I feel like half the amount of work of an artist, <laughs> if that, but like the, uh, like, this is just too hard to like, not, I don't know, not want to put that sort of level of thought and variety and stuff mm -hmm. into what you're creating mm -hmm. or, you know, I don't know, like it's, it's way too hard to pull this off to just kind of like, uh, settle for just doing the same stuff all the time or something i feel like absolutely man and 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 that's the 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 thing that i enjoy about other people's work too is when i see either that they try new things or that they're growing in some way you know that that's what i enjoy about a creator whereas if you you know there's a lot of people that kind of find their thing and, and do it over and over and over again it might be interesting for a minute but i don't know that growth has been something maybe it's because i went through kind of more of a fine arts type of school that they sort of push you to be more exploratory that that's something value in in other creators work too that makes sense where did you what school did you go to um for college i went to the school of the art institute of chicago here in chicago and uh studied just you get sort of a a fine art degree there you can you can say you had an emphasis in something but you don't get a specialized degree there i mean they have a couple but most of them are 
our general. So I, I studied a lot of filmmaking, drawing and print while I was there. Um, so I would always have like a film class and like a drawing class kind of going at all times. Um, and it was a great experience. It was really fun and it was great to be able to explore different mediums and ideas and, and not be just zeroed in on one, one thing. Yeah, for sure. Cool. I guess along those lines, like what do you, who do you consider to be your influences? Um, and are there, is there anybody amongst that that you might not be apparent from your style, like sort of just visually? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, well, there's, you know, there's, there's all different kinds of influence, I guess, that, that comes in and out depending on the project or, or, or my interest. Um, there's some forever, you know, some forever influences on me. I mean, probably some of the, the biggest influences on me are, are, you know, artists like Albrecht Durer and, and Michelangelo. That's two artists that I've had sort of a, a lifelong obsession with. And that continues to influence me, whether it's obvious or not in the, in the work, I don't know. Um, but then there is comic book artists that are, that are sort of always an influence on me. I, I think some of them are because they were such an early age when I, when I was looking at them and other ones are because the more I've studied the craft, the more interested I got in their work. So, I mean, Jim Lee would be one. I mean, regardless of how I feel about his work now or what he's done with his career, that stuff that he was doing in the eighties and nineties is sort of just drilled into my DNA. Um, you know, it's like, it's like, you can't escape it really. And so I just try trying to embrace it a little bit more. Um, Michael Golden is big for me. Um, uh, Trad Moore lately is a huge influence. Um, Katsuhiro Otomo, Barry Windsor Smith, um, Frank Quietly, uh, Windsor McKay. I mean, those are the ones that I, I kind of am always, always coming back to. And then there's times when I'll jump around and look at other people. Um, I also get a lot of inspiration from from film and other other kinds of mediums. So, you know, I'm a big fan of, of horror movies. I, I love John Carpenter. Um, you know, I like a lot of different directors. And then music is another one for me. I listen to a lot of heavy metal, um, a lot of doom metal bands like Sleep and Yob and, uh, uh, you know, even Megadeth, more thrashy stuff. I mean, those kind of things I listen to a lot. Um, John Carpenter's music as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if, if, if that's answering your question, but I guess, there, it, you know, there's a lot of different things I pull from, whether it be to influence the themes of the work or the actual technical aspects of the illustration part of it you know yeah yeah for sure no i mean i think i feel like i've heard aubrey talk about this a lot like pulling from stuff outside of comics and like not limiting your reading to just comics and all that stuff and that it feels like it the more the more you can pull in from other sources and be inspired by stuff that's uh not um just the big two comics or something like that seems seems great absolutely i mean yeah. And there, I mean, the other thing that's a big part of my sort of influence is, you know, I do read a lot of independently published stuff. Um, you know, people like everything from like an Anders Nilsson to like a newer person like MS Harkness or, or, or Cash Browns, or, you know, there's a, like a lot of really great indie people out there that are doing stuff that's, that's influencing me. And, and I totally agree with Aubrey. Like if you just look at comics all the time, your stuff tends to turn into the sort of like exaggeration of an exaggeration and that's why I like to, to, to look back at other art forms and, and things like that. Yeah, I guess along those lines, maybe, or extending that. Um, and I know, I think you and I have talked about this before, but just aside from communicating the narrative, um, you know, we've talked about how you want to bring like uh, 
fresh approach to action, especially um, in your stuff. Is there anything else that aside from just kind of, yeah, telling the story that you're looking to sort of pull off or focus on? Sure, sure. I mean, I like to give myself challenges and sometimes you get those challenges via, you know, a simple, you know, here, here's a challenge, like figure out a better way to draw X, Y, or Z hands or whatever. And then other times it'll be approaching material that maybe I haven't approached before. And and what's been nice lately is working with writers, you know, like you, like Aubrey, like, like uh, Seth and, and Kenny Porter and, you know, all these great writers that do something that I maybe can't do or haven't done before. And I know that just by the fact of working with them, I'm going to be challenged in some new way. Um, and, and, and for me, you know, I guess I can give some examples like for, for, for when I worked with, with, uh, with Aubrey on beef bros, a big thing that I was, you know, honestly wanting to try to do was, was a different kind of storytelling. My, my, my natural inclination is to do slower paced stories as far as like the, the overall kind of narrative and silent stories. And they're always kind of serious in a way, like when I do a lot of my mini comics and stuff. And so with Aubrey, I was like, well, this could be something that moves faster and it's got a lot more humor and it's a little bigger with, with, with the sort of overall impression that the book needs to have. And I was like, can I do that? Like, let's give it a shot, you know, like, let's see what we can do. And then same thing, like working with you on, on drones, you know, even, even between the two projects we've done, you know, drones versus uh, spy without a face is. With drones, the challenge was, you know, making these sort of more real world looking people that were engaging with this like more more dreamlike thing. And, and the dreamlike sequences are something that comes very natural to me. But then the challenge of drawing somebody in an office at a computer and still making those scenes interesting was a challenge. And then with Spy Without a Face, it's like, OK, this is a mostly dialogue free story. So how can we, um, you know, add tension, you know, not just show some cool action, but have pacing and, and, and momentum in there and doing all, all both of these stories in black and white was another fun challenge or, or you know, gray, black and white with gray tones. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's like maybe one way to look at it for me is that, you know, which projects can I, you know, can I grow from and, and learn from um, with action? I really have just been obsessed for a while now, you know, with my book, Eris is, is one of the places I explore it. And, and then with some of my minis, but I've been obsessed with this idea of, of showing motion and using the tools of comics, you know, whether that be distortions of characters or the way panels are laid out or using um, sort of these graphic, you know, special effects or like uh, energy shapes. Um, and that's something that, I mean, is becoming kind of a signature, but, but it's cause I still feel like I have a ways to push it. I think once I push it to some point, I'll probably get tired of it but right now. I'm still just completely obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super cool. I was actually, I can't remember what I was working on exactly, but I was doing some promo art or something and I was like using the spy cover and I was just like, oh, I hadn't seen that like click of the clip by one dude on the cover, you know, just, he's just in the back and, but he's got like, he's clicking it in. You can see the little energy lines or action lines. It's like, uh, there's, it's cool. It's like, it leaves, there's a lot to discover, um, you know, uh, on multiple reads. I love that. I love stuff that's, yeah, like I love art that's dense and stories that are dense and that make you want to go back to them. And and I think in action scenes the same way, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued by how, you know, you can show with a comic speed and motion, but at the same time, add this kind of depth to the world that it's happening in or 
or, or laying out the panels in a way that it sort of forces people to catch something they might not have caught before and, and playing with the way the eye drops across the page. And that's the, I mean, that's the, that's the DNA, that's the, that's the comics DNA that I'm just, you know, pick, picking at all the time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, it's like you were talking about golden and like, I went back and read some nom issues recently, mm-hmm. and, you know, for the first time and since whenever they came out when I was sure. you know, 14 or whatever. Um, <laughs> and I mean, the like the density and stuff is just yep. so incredible. A lot like his acting is amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, yeah, I mean, you can just pour over that stuff and it's just like, uh, it's, I don't know. I've, sometimes I'm like, oh, I think we were a little spoiled um, by some of these <laughs> dudes that were making comics just for yeah. Marvel, you know, like it's wild. There is kind of a push, I feel, nowadays with, with a lot of mainstream comics that they be sort of instantly readable and quick. Um, and I understand why that might be a focus, but I, I think it just makes work that that is not going to be as um, like longstanding and interesting for a longer period of time. Um, because you're, 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 you're basically taking out an element of something that that is unique to comics, and that's like any detail or any sort of visual cues or puns or whatever you put in there um, with a comic, people can control how fast and slow they turn the pages and how long they look at them. And they can look back at page three while they're looking at page 10. And, you know, that's sort of like this fun playground for, for, for creators like us to kind of play with. Yeah, for sure. I was Shane Black. I think I heard he was talking about comics and like reading them as a kid versus some of the ones he'd picked up now. And he was kind of saying like, he felt like, whatever he and i don't even remember what he was talking about but whatever books he picked up recently it was just like i couldn't he couldn't get lost in them like they were a world like he could when he was a mm-hmm. kid um and mm-hmm. i definitely feel like uh yeah as like children of golden and zach and those guys it's just like <laughs> give me that give me that detail right. i can go back to and uh see how you shaded that bicep or you know whatever yeah um, or put whatever in the background Absolutely. I mean, there's people making good, you know, stuff that is is more dense today. But I, I feel like if I was going to make a statement about what the sort of general zeitgeist is now, it's probably a little more naturalistic and uses a few more digital tools and, and, and things that I think sometimes can uh, remove that this element yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Well, I guess along those lines, like recent stuff, is there anything you've read that you uh would recommend or anything you really enjoyed (laughs) yeah man i uh yeah i mean i well i mentioned them already but i i this doctor strange this new treadmore doctor strange fall sunrise i've literally looked at it every single day since i got it and it's like right next to my table and so he's just someone that i i think and, and heather's colors on it are incredible as well i mean it's just a great team up and um so anything trad does i would highly recommend i also um, and finally caught up on my friend, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson's book, do a power bomb is, is really fantastic. The way he can bring emotion to the characters, but also, you know, intense action, um, really unparalleled, un- unparalleled stuff, you know, really, really great stuff. As far as like illustrators go, um, you know, uh, you know, I think that, uh, we're blessed with quite a few good ones now. I mean, of course, you know, I'm not going to think of all their names right now, but, uh, you know, Sanford Green is, is great. Uh, you know, Ian Bertram is great. Uh, James Heron can do some really amazing stuff. Um, there's, there's some, uh, indie creators I'm really into right now. I also mentioned, uh, you know, MS Harkness. I think her work is, is fantastic. Um, 
Carolyn Cash uh, is also another kind of newer artist that I'm really into. Um, there's also some guys in England called Decadence Comics that do really sort of trippy sci-fi stuff. And I think that they're unique in a way that is so alien to the, the you know, the, the American comics market that I would highly recommend anything they do. Um, as far as mainstream books, though, I, 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 you know, honestly, a lot of times I'm buying them for the art. I was checking out nonstop Spider-Man because I'm a, a longtime Chris uh, Bacello fan. And that book had some really cool art in it and a pretty decent story. Um, and then, well, I mean, I guess I should also shout Kenny Porter and Ryan Stegman are doing great work. They're my collaborators on my new book, The Schlub. But Ryan's new stuff on Vanish is, is you know, very stunning. And Kenny's doing really cool things with uh, with DC Mech and his Flash run is really good, too. But there's just a few off the top of my head that I can think of. Who are you reading right now? Um... I'm trying like I've been trying to pick up a bunch of or you know more indie stuff as well to just um I don't know broaden the palette. I feel like right now with movies yeah. and comics I'm getting a little bit like antsy with the stuff I've seen a lot or um mm-hmm. you know and wanted to mix it up but um I like Greg Smallwood and Tom King Human Target stuff mm. um has been yeah. uh probably my favorite like mainstream thing this year and i kind of just started following like creators a little bit more like i get a couple of years mm-hmm. ago i got really into jim rugs uh oh yeah jim does cool work stuff. yeah i mean like the way he can kind of draw anything in any style is yep. amazing um mm-hmm. so i just kind of like a uh, street angel that he did um street angel's awesome is, that's still my favorite thing he's done oh, yeah it's very good so good um yeah, I was like totally not knowing, didn't know what to expect. And I think it was just from listening to Kayfabe. I was like, oh, I guess I'll pick mm-hmm. that up. And like, I was just blown away. It's so, so cool. Um, and then Copra is sort of my, uh, one of my go-to. Um, yeah, that makes know, sense. I am, uh, yeah, the way he, I don't know. You, like you can, I feel like you can read every issue like four times to treat, to get like, you know, story one time just to, take in the art one time mm-hmm. another time to like just see what all's going on with the art um right so yeah that's um that's a great book yeah it's pretty pretty amazing and then uh what else? i guess anything i really um like november by fraction and elsa oh, uh, yeah. chartier yeah um that book those are like four volumes or whatever i thought those were amazing so nice yeah. those are good picks yeah um, yeah, I wanted to ask you about the schlub, like how'd that come together and is there anything you would, uh, want to tell folks about it? And f- before I forget the colors that went out on that last post were amazing. Looks so good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mike is, uh, Mike Spicer is the colorist. That's our latest announcement. Um, it's really a dream come true because I've, I've ever since I was a kid wanted to have a book like this out at image. And so, um, I guess the schlub is 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 uh, written by Ryan Stegman and Kenny Porter, drawn by me, colors by uh, by Mike Spicer, and it's getting released via Substack kind of first, but then it will be a, a published comic as well. Um, it's sort of an action comedy uh, about a, a superhero um, and, and and a dentist, and the dentist is kind of a loser, <laughs> and he gets pulled into this world and. Um, it's really fun, uh, really fun stuff to draw. Lots of big, big action. I, I was saying recently, I just, I, mean, I draw so much rubble. <laughs> There's so much rubble um, and like, you know, punching and, and all these things. And it's, it's 
been a, a blast to work with the guys. The way it sort of came about is, um, you know, I I feel pretty connected to a lot of the comics community. We have a great community here, and and one of my close friends here uh, is is Daniel Warren Johnson, and um, he, he's he's you know just a person that we we get along well, and we live near each other, and we work together sometimes on and, and hang out. And he had he had introduced me to some other people he knew, uh, like Ryan Stegman and and Kenny Porter, who he knows through his other jobs he's had and and uh you know i i talk to these guys on a regular basis we show each other our work and get feedback and i actually had done a pitch with kenny at one point for a robot comic like a giant robot comic before he had done dc mech we pitched this big robot mech story together um and i really liked working with him and um and then you know stegman uh had done this pitch for this the schlub he was going to do it all himself but he kind of has has continued to get other types of work and and keeps getting pulled into other projects. And I think he was like, if I ever want to make this happen, I got to maybe collaborate. And uh, and so he asked me to draw it. Um, that's the official version. The version I like to tell people is that he he realized he, he's not good enough to draw it, and so he got me to do it instead. Uh, <laughs> but no, so he he said, you know, it, it'd be great if you could work on this. And so we we worked out a deal, and and uh, those two do the scripts, and then. Um, he asked who I wanted to color it. And I said, Mike Spicer. And we happened to get him because um, I've been loving everything he's doing with colors. I mean, I, he obviously works with Dan a lot. So I knew that he was dependable. But beyond just him being a trustworthy collaborator, I, I've really enjoyed his actual the actual work that he does, especially on on uh, like Beta Ray Bill and, and the stuff he's doing at DC Mech is really cool. And so, yeah, that's sort of how it all came about. And we're just plugging away. Um, I'm, I'm just working through it. And uh we're going to do a, a smaller number of issues to start and see how it hits and then, and then see where we go from there. But if, if it, if people like it, um, it's a blast to work on. So, yeah, very cool. And that is, so what's the name of the Substack, just so folks can try. Uh, I think it's part of the KLC press, um, which is, I think, I don't know I was not involved when that all came about, but when Ryan and, and Donnie started their thing, they call it, I think kids love chains. So KLC press is, is where it's coming out. Um, so if people go there, they can check it out. And then I, I show little snippets too on my, my Patreon. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to come out, I think, you know, somewhat sequentially there and then, and then eventually it'll be uh, published in, in the book form as well which is what I'm looking forward to. A book is real when it's in my hands for me most of the time and nothing against the digital stuff. I, I do digital publishing too, but it's nice to, to look forward to that printing of it. So, but if people check it out, I, I would encourage them to check it out on a KLC because there's tons of behind the scenes stuff. We've done a couple interviews already. Uh, we, we, I went through the character designs uh, kind of in detail. I, I've showed you know, some of the work in progress there. So it's a really, you know, it's a really great place to engage with work on, on in a different way than maybe we used to. You know, I, I kind of like that nowadays you can uh, get these behind the scenes and this more detail about a piece of fiction you're into as it's coming out. I think it's really fun. Yeah, totally. And I mean, it seems like there's lots of, lots of great posts there. It's pretty free. It seems like it's very, one of the more, uh, active ones that I've yeah. been following. So. Yeah. Griffin and, uh, and, uh, oh geez, I'm spacing the two guys, the supple boys who run the, the, the sub stack are great. Uh, and, and they're also working on a book that's going to come out there. So if you get on KLC, you actually, you get vanish schlub and this, this other thing that they're working on. So 
uh, I highly recommend checking out. And then Ryan Stegman does all these like Q and A's for people and stuff. It's, it's a cool spot to, to get stuff. All right. And then I guess I had one question related to the campaign. So we've got one of our rewards, um, Adam Rewards is a speculative relationships bundle, which is an anthology that you coordinated. Um, and I was just wondering what you could kind of tell us about that. Yeah, man, I, I love, I'm glad you, you're, you're having that as an option. And I love talking about speculative relationships. It, you know, when I still had my day job and was making comics on the side, one of the maybe bigger tasks that I took on was making this anthology uh, with my friend, Scott Kroll. We, we, we edited it and put them all together together. And, um, what I'm really proud of with those books is that it features, I think, some of the most interesting artists that have that are that were around at that time, but also a lot of them have gone on to continue to do great things. You know, like Dan. You know, Dan is in there, but there's also a lot of other artists in there. Grim Wilkins and Mike Manamivable and Isabella Rotman, and I mean, it's just stacked with with creators that I think are absolutely some of the best doing comics right now. And you get to see a lot of them. You know before they really had a huge audience. And so you see sort of the germs of what they are still becoming. Um, it is a anthology of stories that are science fiction romance stories. So the, the focus of the story is the romance, but there's always a science fiction sort of twist on it. So, you know, there's stories in space, there's stories in the far distant future, there's stories about robots and cyborgs and uh, aliens. And, um, it, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. And each volume is is stacked with lots of uh, great creators doing pretty decent sized stories. You know, some of the stories are one page, but some of them are 15, 16 pages. Um, I'm in the, the first two volumes and I have a, a little bit in the, in the third volume as well, but man, it's, it's just stacked with, I mean, Ezra Clayton Daniels, Ben Passmore, uh, you know, Matt Trower, uh, man, it's, it's really a, a fun, you know, a really fun, uh, collection of stories to, to read. And I, I, well, the other thing I'm really proud of with Spectre Relationships is I feel that almost anybody could pick it up and read it of, of any kind of whether you've engaged with comics a lot before or not. I think that it's a very approachable thing, a romance story. And it's, and it's something that not a lot of people associate with comics. So if you know people that are into sci-fi or, or kind of rom-coms or whatever, they might be able to, to connect with it. It's, it's a, it's a fun book to have on your shelf. Very cool. I was curious, like, do you have anything else besides the slub that the schlub, sorry, that's coming up? Well, uh, I mean, Yes and no. I mean, I, I, I'm obvious, I'm doing commissions and stuff. Um, anybody who follows my work knows too that I, I've been doing Inktober kind of stories the last few years. And this this most recent one I did in October was a um, kind of based on the Aliens film. And I have a mini comic of that uh, on the way right now. It's on the way from the printers right now. And so if people want to check out some of my work, that's more just me kind of having fun with the comics form, you know, with, with that being the ultimate goal, you know, that that's a great example of that. And then um, my other plan next year is to wrap up my series, Eris, which the first two issues are already out, um, you know, available on my website. But um, I'll be, as I work on that, I'll be posting about it on my Patreon and then probably run some sort of uh, crowdfunding campaign to, to get the rest of the story out to everybody. And I got a lot of big plans for it. So I'm very excited about it, even though I got a ways, I got a lot of schlub to draw before I get there. But um, those are sort of the things coming up for me that I'm, that I'm excited about. And then hopefully I'll be at some conventions next year. I don't have any locked in yet, but applications are out and yada, yada, yada. So have you been doing any this year or were you, mm, I only did C2E2 this last year because, um, one of the other things that's been happening in my life, uh, and I, we've talked about this before too, is that I, I had a kid a few years ago and, and just finding the, uh, 
time, energy, and funds to to do shows was was not in the cards the last couple of years, so I kept it local. But next year, I think it'll be a little easier for me to to get out and and try some, uh, you know, try to do maybe more than one show. Because I mean, before we had the kid, I used to do, um, you know, four or five shows a year. So I'd like to get back to something like that. And especially when the schlub is out, I think it, you know, it'd be a lot a lot of fun to to get out there and talk to people that are reading it. Totally. Very cool. All right. Well, I'll post links and stuff too, but is there a, like a primary place you would uh, encourage folks to go if they want to follow? Yeah. Ty- yeah. com has all the links to everywhere that I am, but more importantly than that, has a sign up for my newsletter. And as time goes on, I'm finding that to be the best way for me to communicate to people that want to follow my work, just because social media is sometimes hard to actually get your information in front of people. That being said, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram and Patreon and all those spots. I'm at T Cannon comics. Um, so if anybody wants to check out uh, on there, I'm probably most more active on Instagram lately than Twitter. Um, but I, I post on both spots. So if you're, if you're only on one or the other, just follow me there. And if you really just want to know about what I'm doing, sign up for the newsletter. Also newsletter people, they find out about the books first when I have art drops first and get discounts on things, you know, that kind of stuff. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. It's a pleasure to talk and I'm glad to be included in another volume of Thoughtscape. Every thought that has ever every thought that has ever been thought. Every thought that has ever been every thought that has ever been thought. Every thought that has ever been thought.